Good morning, wherever you may be, wherever you find yourself this morning. I'm sure wherever you find yourself, it wasn't a part of your original plan because plans change. Today I want to put our series on pause. As I was praying this week, I felt God encouraging me with a few words and I thought, well, I want to pass these on. This morning I'd like to share some words that I guess were that came to me as I was sitting in and, and praying and I pray that they may also be an encouragement to you too this morning. The title of my message this morning is When Plans Change. When plans change, the truth is this, that God's person and purpose remain. Now let's be honest, we are all frustrated at the moment. Some of us do a better job at suppressing it, maybe not sharing it. And uh, Friday morning as I was praying, I came to prayer frustrated. I didn't want to be, but I was. There was a, a heaviness in me and so I came to the Lord just sharing, Lord, I am frustrated. I was enjoying my day off on Thursday. Thursdays I have the opportunity to look after Josiah, as Noah was at school, I get the opportunity to have some one-on-one time with him and we do things around the house uh, where we go and we just do life together. It's a, it's a joy. I try as much as I can on the Thursday to put my phone aside and just to be in that moment. And uh, I picked up my phone a bit later in the day and I had received a message from someone and they had shared the news that, hey, guess what? We're probably going into lockdown. It was the, the last thing on my mind at that moment in time. The last time I had really checked the numbers, things were going quite well and so it came as a surprise and this, this frustration rose up within me and I was frustrated because over this weekend we had a leadership retreat planned. It's been postponed a couple of times, it was cancelled last year and finally we thought we had this little window of opportunity and we're going to go away for a night uh, together and to spend this time encouraging each other And it was cancelled again, postponed again. I was also frustrated because my kids were looking forward to Sunday school returning. Well, it was meant to be returning this Sunday. They've been doing online Zoom, which is great, but they were really looking forward to coming back in person and being able to play and meet their friends here at church again. So I was frustrated because I knew I'd have to sit and tell them that it's not happening again wonder what frustration you're dealing with this morning. Maybe those two are nothing compared to the frustration that you're dealing with. Maybe you're experiencing a delay in seeing family or friends, celebrating with them, maybe mourning with them. Maybe this has meant the cancellation of travel or the inability to work. It would have delayed many family celebrations and I'll take this moment to put a call out and say happy birthday Pastor John. It was his birthday on Friday and that news coming on Thursday meant a whole change of plans for him and for the family. These can be frustrating times. And I think it's okay to express that. It's okay to be honest with yourself, with those around you to say, you know what, this is frustrating. It can be easy just to soldier on to put on a smile without acknowledging the reality of this situation. 
And it's in these times I find the Psalms very helpful. They contain the whole gamut of human emotion from celebration to anger and frustration included. Psalm 10, 1 says this, King David writes these words, O Lord, why do you stand so far away? Why do you hide when I am in trouble? He honestly shares these words also in Psalm 44 from verse 23. Wake up, O Lord. Why do you sleep? Get up. Do not reject us forever. Why do you look the other way? Why do you ignore our suffering and oppression? Collapse in the dust, lying face down in the dirt. Rise up. Help us. Ransom us because of your unfailing love. Do you sense his frustration? As I read these words, I'm encouraged to know that it is okay to be frustrated. It gives freedom and permission to share these. And in David's almost awkwardly honesty, we find he has this way though in the midst of that to bring his eyes back to God. Yes, he's honest, but he brings back his attention to God once again. And so it is good to unpack our frustrations, but not to make them a part of our permanent decor. It's good to be honest with them. But in the midst of these times, it's good to focus our eyes on God once again, for it's there that we can find hope in the midst of these frustrating times. As believers in Jesus, we have a unique place. We have something far greater and so far beyond this situation, and that and that is our hope in our Saviour, Jesus Christ. When we are able to focus our attention on our God once again, we are able to find hope even in the midst of these frustrating times, for he never changes. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 to 24 say these words, The Lord's unfailing love and mercy still continue Fresh as the morning, as sure as the sunrise. The Lord is all I have, and so in him I put my hope. I love this verse because the the promise here is that as sure as the sun will rise, so is our God faithful and unchanging, steadfast. So we can put our hope in him. Sure as the sun will rise and every day, I'm not sure if you get to see the sun rise, but at some point you will see the sun at the beginning of the day. I pray that each day as you start a new day and as you see the sun for the first time, you're reminded that God is as faithful as the sun as it will rise. Today, I'd like to focus on this truth that when plans change, God's person And God's purpose remains. Firstly, we can be encouraged because when plans change, God's person remains. When everything around us is shifting and uncertain, we can find hope in the truth that the person of God does not change. Here are some passages that cement or share this truth. In Psalm 102 from verse 25 we read these words, Long ago you laid the foundation of the earth and made the heavens with your hands. They will perish, but you remain forever. 
They will wear out like old clothing. You will change them like a garment and discard them, but you are always the same and you will live forever. We see this truth also in Hebrews verse 13, sorry, chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, forever. In James 1.17, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. Our God does not change. Because of that, there's a reality that because of his unchanging nature, so we who place our faith in him, so we also remain in him. You see, when we place our faith in Jesus, we are given a new identity in him. This statement, in him, has enormous ramifications for us because we are saved by his grace. We are made right with God through him. We find who we are truly in him. Galatians 3.26 says, For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. John 1.12 says, but to, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So there's this truth, there's this amazing truth that we find our identity in Christ. We find who we are in him because of what he has done, not because of what we have done or because of any situation. No, we find who we are in him because he is our heavenly father, so we are his children. And so this is where it relates for us in this very moment because he does not change, so our identity in him does not change. No matter what changes around us or in us, we find that our identity remains steadfast for he does not change. What does this mean practically? These are good truths, but what does this mean for us in the midst of this time? You see, when we we come to understand this reality, it makes a difference, a huge difference in our life. It makes all the difference, especially in a time when uncertainty abounds. Our jobs at the moment, our relationships are being strained at every turn. People are struggling more than ever. It's because we so often find ourselves in what we do. We find ourselves in the company that we keep find ourselves in the ability to control the situation around us. And so when these things are threatened, we come to finally see where we truly place our worth, where we truly find ourselves. As followers of Jesus, no matter what comes, we are children of God. That comes above all else. So in this time, it enables us to pause and to reflect on where we truly find our sense of worth. Is it in our work? Is it in our family, our relationships? Or is it in God? Is it in the reality that we are children? His children. 
this does not change no matter what comes. You know, it was this truth that enabled Paul to write to the Philippians in chapter 4, verse 12, that I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. These are interesting words. As Paul unpacks this reality in his life, he's saying, I can live in every situation when things are going well or when things aren't. No matter what happens around me, he says, no matter what changes, I find my strength in Jesus. He is the unchanging one, the one who gives me strength in this season. He finds himself, he finds his strength, he finds his worth in Jesus Christ. No matter what the circumstances, he finds all he needs in Jesus. And so you and I, as we place our faith in him, can find strength also for this moment. No matter what's changed, or what tension you find in your life right now, pray that you may look to Jesus Christ, the one who does not change. You will look at our God, he's unchanging. You will find yourself in him. We also find this truth, that God's person but also his purpose remain. This situation does not surprise God. As much as I was frustrated, and that frustration really came because of the surprise of that moment, the uncertainty. But for God, he is not caught off guard. And this has definitely not shaped or shifted his plans. For his purposes remain through all seasons. I'll just show a couple of passages. Firstly, from Numbers 23, verse 19. God is not a man, so he does not lie. He's not human. So he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? You see, God's purposes remain. His words and his promises, the promises that came before this season, they hold fast. Isaiah 40 verse 8, we read, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. The word of our God, the, the purposes of our God stand forever. Psalm 33:11 But the Lord's plans stand firm forever his intentions can never be shaken God's purposes remain no matter what the season brings So again this is a reality that affects us also in a deep way You see just as the fact that his purpose sorry his purpose a person remains, because his person remains, so our identity is steadfast. We find this, that because of God's purpose and how it remains, so our mission also remains. The mission he has given us, the encouragements he has given us, do not change. It's interesting when we read the Gospels, when we read about the disciples and, and how Jesus walked with his disciples, when we read the encouragements that Jesus gave, And when we read the call that he gave to his disciples, it's easy to read this with with rose-coloured glasses. 
We read this like it was an ideal situation, that it was the perfect time in every way. But when we dive a little deeper, we realise that these were difficult times, that these were real people in in a dire situation. For things were far from ideal when Jesus shared his teaching and his mission with his first disciples. The very disciples who walked with Jesus and the Christians who would shortly follow, they would suffer much struggle. They continued to be persecuted by the Romans. Many of them hunted down and even killed. Out of the original 12 disciples, it's believed that only one died of natural causes. The rest were martyred for their faith as they went out and shared the good news of Jesus. All of this to say that Jesus taught the disciples and sent them out knowing what they would encounter, knowing what they were about to face. And so when he shared with his disciples and he shares with us to love God with all your heart, your mind and soul and to love others, Jesus shared these words knowing that it was in the midst of a season where there would be struggle. That it wouldn't be easy. That it would be a challenge. Jesus, when he sends out his disciples in his disciple to make disciples of all people of all nations, he did so knowing that they would go out and they would face persecution and struggle. He didn't do these things and send them out with this ideal notion that everything would be okay. No, he knew it would be tough. So for us, in this time, it's difficult. These words still remain, these promises still remain, this call still remains. And so there's an encouragement and a challenge in this truth. The encouragement that is that as things change around us, we can still find ways to love God. We can still find ways to love people around us. We can still find ways to share our faith with others, to draw them to Jesus. None of this changes. If anything, more than ever before, we need to find our rest and our strength in Him. More than ever before, there are opportunities to show care and love to our neighbours and to those around us. More than ever before, we have this opportunity to share our hope in Jesus Christ, when so many do not have any place to put their hope. It can encourage us to continue to live our lives for Him. But there's also a challenge, and the challenge is that this season might actually be revealing, revealing the reality that our lives are not shaped by our faith much at all. Our faith, our daily, our weekly rhythms are quite separate struggling because well our priorities are far from what Jesus would want you see this is an opportunity in this time to reflect on our lives to come back to what Jesus would call us to do how he would continue to call us to live gives us a chance to change our priorities to make a shift and to make Jesus the centre of our lives Shaping everything we do, everything we say and influencing everyone we meet. So in the most practical of ways, here's a phrase which almost seems too simple but it encouraged me. When plans change, 
change your plans. When plans change, change your plans because we often hold dearly to the plans we make. That's what this is revealing to us. We hold dearly to to having control of our lives and to making the call on everything that we do. And so when things shift, we find that frustrating because we're used to being the ones in control. We don't want to change our plans because we hold dearly to the plans that we make. This is a season that will remind us to hold loosely to our plans. Hold loosely to things and the the plans that we make, but to hold tightly onto God and onto his person and his purposes. So when things change, we change our plans. We keep our eyes focused on God. I've been watching the Olympics. I've been enjoying it, actually. It's been a good thing in the midst of this, this time. I'm not sure if you have been, but I've been really enjoying it. And just last night, the, uh, the Australian basketball team just won bronze yeah go Aussies <laughs> but it's an in, there's an interesting thing that occurs in basketball and in many sports and that is when things don't go to plan for the the team that's playing they call a timeout if the game is going to be won they need to change the situation fast they stop they regroup and then they go back out and they, they carry on in an interesting way This season gives us the opportunity to stop. It gives us the opportunity to regroup and to ask, Lord, what's going on here? Things have changed. What do we need to do? How do we need to change to continue to carry on? I find this, this verse interesting in Isaiah chapter 30. Now, this is an interesting passage because it's written to God's chosen people, the Jewish nation. And in this place, they're in a a place of turmoil. There there are nations who who are against them. And here we read from verse 13, sorry, from verse 15 in chapter 30. This is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel, says to his people here. Only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. In quietness and confidence is your strength. Pause. Look, look at the encouragement that God gives his people. Stop. Whatever you're doing, come back to me. As you, you come back to me, as you focus your attention on me, so then you will be saved. In quietness and confidence is your strength. But it continues on, but you would have none of it. You said, no, we will get our help from Egypt. They will give us swift horses for riding into battle. Pause. God's people said, no, we're not going to come to you. Their natural reaction was to say, no, we're going to find another solution. We will find a solution of our own. Thank you for the offer. But we're going to do this in our own strength and in our own way. The words continue on. But the only swiftness you are going to see is the swiftness of your enemies chasing you. One of them will chase a thousand of you. Five of them will make all of you flee. You will be left like a lone, lonely flagpole on a hill or a tattered banner on a distant mountaintop. 
What God is saying is this, when you go and do your own thing, it will not work. It will fail you. No matter how hard you strive, your own efforts will not work. And in verse 18, so the Lord must wait for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. I love verse 18. God says, so I must wait for you. I wait for you to come to me. So I want to show you my love, my compassion. I want to show you my faithfulness so you will be blessed. Come to me. Find your strength in me. Stop. Refocus on me so that I can be your strength to carry on. And so in this time, it's so easy to try to do this in our own strength, to try to work harder, to try harder, to grin and to bear it. But God calls us to stop, to focus, to refocus our eyes on him. So wherever you find yourself, whatever frustration you carry, I want to encourage you this morning to focus your eyes on him. He's waiting for you to come to him, to show you his his love and his compassion, to prove that he's a faithful God. Come and find your strength to carry on. Yes, these are frustrating times, but keep your eyes focused on our God whose person and purpose remain. As you do so, your identity and your mission will remain unchanged. Your plans might change. Your purpose, your sense of identity will not. In this frustrating time, I pray that you would stop. Stop trying and striving in your own strength to come to the one who invites you to come. Come to me, he says. He will give you the strength to carry on in this time. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for your word, for your promises that you share. Thank you that your word is alive. Lord, it is active that no matter what season we find ourselves in, that you are speaking to us by your Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you that even though our our situation around us is frustrating, Thank you that we can find strength and a solid foundation in you. You who, do, who does not change, whose purposes remain. We thank you that as we look to you, Lord, we find ourselves, we find our identity and it is strengthened in you and it is sure, as sure as you are. Thank you also, Lord, that in this time, Our mission does not change. Our calling to love you, to love others, to make disciples of all people. And so in this season, Father, we pray that we can continue to keep our eyes focused on you and on those around us, Father. Give us opportunities, Lord, and the wisdom to know, Lord, how to respond to these opportunities, to love those around us, to share your love with those around us. Above all else, Father, help us to find all that we need in you. Forgive us when we just try harder, we strive harder. 
Help us to pause, to stop, Father. To come to you and to find our strength in you. And we thank you that you invite us to come, that you wait for us to come. So that you can show your grace and your peace once again. You can show your faithfulness to us. And even now, Lord, I would pray that your Holy Spirit may go. We know that you are amongst us, that you encourage us. So go in this moment, I pray, Father, and encourage us again. Fill us afresh. Give us the boldness and the strength, Lord, to live our days for you. No matter what change comes, Father, give us confidence in you, we pray. We pray all of these things now in Jesus' mighty name. And all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in and joining us this morning. And now as you go, if you're there with a group of people, again, I'd like to encourage you not to rush off, but to simply sit and share a moment for a moment what may have encouraged you or challenged you in this time. Maybe what God's still small voice was speaking into your life in the midst of these words and in this truth. And take time to pray for each other, encourage each other, and then enjoy this glorious sunny day. Enjoy the things that God has given us in this day and in this moment. God bless.